0: Welcome, everybody. Thanks for watching. Welcome to the, uh, the car cast, as I call it now. And ho- hope you've had a great morning so far. So you've probably noticed that over the last several decades or so, our country has developed a system. And it's a really stupid system, but it's our system. And it works like this. Virtually every 18-year-old who graduates high school no matter what their strengths are, no matter what their weakness is, no matter what they want to do with their life, even if they have no idea what they want to do with their life, it doesn't matter. What we say to all of them, no matter what, is you should all go to a four-year college. You should all go and spend $70,000 or more buying this education, and then you're going to spend the next four years or longer uh, hanging out at an institution of higher learning where, yeah, you'll go to class and you'll take some tests, but most of the time you'll be partying, drinking. Playing beer pong, having sex, um, so it'll be kind of like a, a, a fun vacation. and once you emerge from that at the age of 22, 23 24 25, you will be drowning in a river of debt and booze, but you will have no practical experience doing anything of value. Um, you will not have you will, you will not have learned how to live as an adult. you won't have paid bills, you know you won't be, um, you won't be doing all the things that you, that you do when you, when you live on your own not in a dorm room or something. So you're not going to have any of those skills. Well, you'll have no skill whatsoever, but you will have this piece of paper that you drove yourself into debt to acquire. And this is how young adults are emerging into the world. And we consider it perfectly normal. Emerge finally into the world with no experience, no skill, nothing on the resume, but with a mountain of debt and a piece of paper. But what happens? What what, what do we find? Because... um. We've pushed everyone into this field, and so everyone's coming out with a degree, with a four-year degree, so it doesn't really mean anything anymore. All it means, if you have a four-year bachelor's degree, it doesn't mean that you accomplished anything. It doesn't mean that you're particularly smart. I mean, no offense to those who have it, but it doesn't, it doesn't actually, all it means is that you were able to stay in college until eventually you got the degree. Um, it, doesn't, it didn't require necessarily a lot of work or intelligence or, or, or fortitude to purchase. It just basically required money which you didn't have, but you took the debt anyway. So people are going out and they're emerging into the, uh, to the working world and discovering that, well, this piece of paper doesn't really amount to much. won't get me a job. So then you go back to school to get another degree, hoping that the debt from that degree will pay off the debt from the first degree that did you nothing. And if that doesn't work, then go back for another degree and basically just stay in school until you're 75. And, What do we do? We just continue to fortify and to reinforce this artificial societal construct. We hear a lot about artificial social constructs. Well, gender is not a social construct, but this is. It's a social construct that we've created now where you basically have to have a PhD in like psychology in order to get a job working in the HR department at a Target target store. You don't actually need, now that's, a, that's an artificial need. We have created an artificial need for a degree. It, you don't actually need a business degree to go sit in a cubicle and type information into a computer all day. You could learn how to do that in in one evening. You, know, you could go, you could spend three hours one evening and they could give you the, the basics of it and you could learn the whole job. You don't need four years in a degree to figure that out. So, for the, the mass, vast majority of jobs that require a four year degree, the requirement is artificial. We've just decided that you need it, but you don't actually need it. Now, ironically, as we have inflated this artificial need for a degree, colleges have become or should be becoming more and more irrelevant because the actual act of education, that is, um, acquiring knowledge, well, that you can do more and more on your own. Human beings are more empowered now than ever before to acquire knowledge completely on their own. because what we all have is we all have this. We have this thing, this device that we carry around in our pocket, and yes, it can be a portal into a into a cesspool of of uh, of filth and stupidity. But if we use it the right way, with discipline, It can also give us access to basically the accumulated knowledge of all mankind. All of the knowledge and information in the world you have in your pocket. Whatever information or knowledge you could acquire at college, I can find it here or in a book at a library. Um, It hasn't always been that way. But now it is. But as college should be more irrelevant than ever. We have made it artificially more relevant than ever. So that's, basic, that, you know, that's, the, um, that's the system that we've established. And there are many problems with this system. I have criticized it many different ways. And we could talk about all those aspects. I'm sure I'll talk about them again in the future. But what I want to focus on now is you know the, the, the biggest problem with the system that we have in place now of requiring everyone to go to these colleges. It's not even the financial aspect. It's not that these degrees are, are basically worthless now. It's not that. The biggest problem is, at least from the perspective of a Christian, the biggest problem is what the college system is doing to the souls of our children. The college system is, and the education system generally, not just the colleges, they are destroying the souls of our children. We are surrendering our kids into the hands of lunatics and our kids are paying a price for that. And it's a price much steeper than tuition. Now, the, the latest example of this uh, from a couple of days ago, I wrote about yesterday. I'm sure you saw uh, this woman named Rhonda Gerard. She's a professor at Fresno State. <clears throat> Excuse me. She's an English professor. And she was uh, gloating on Twitter over the death of Barbara Bush. She said she's a, you know, Barbara Bush is a piece of S, a racist so on and so forth, which there's nothing remarkable about a mentally ill Twitter troll using the death of a famous person to get attention. But in this case, it's especially disturbing because she's a professor, not just a professor, but she's an English professor, apparently. Yet she's ranting and tweeting with terrible grammar and punctuation. Um, She's tweeting these insults at a uh, 92-year-old dead woman. And this is not new territory for Fresno State, by the way, last year, just last year, a a different professor got into trouble because he tweeted that uh, Trump must hang. And there are many, many more examples of left-wing lunacy from college professors. And we could be here all day listing all of them because there are hundreds of examples a day uh, because liberal professors outnumber, according to to, um, the latest survey on this, liberal professors outnumber conservative professors by a ratio of 12 to 1, which is not surprising, but still incredible. 12 to 1, they outnumber conservatives. So again, the question, why are we sending our kids to these institutions? Why are we spending exorbitant amounts of money for the privilege of having them in these these institutions. Why are we paying tens of thousands of dollars a year for Rhonda Girard? Think about that. If you're sending your kid to to Fresno State, you are paying all of that money for Rhonda Girard and her ilk. Now, there are some good colleges. Yeah, there are a few good colleges. But the issue is that we as Christians... We are not relegating ourselves and our children to those few good colleges. If we did, these liberal colleges wouldn't exist. They couldn't exist without us. We're keeping them in business. We're handing over, we're handing just hand over fist. We're giving them tons of cash to keep them in business. We are trying our hardest to keep these schools in business. I I shared with you in the piece yesterday, a woman emailed me just last week. I get emails like this all the time and I feel bad when I read them. But it's also a little frustrating. I got an email from a woman who's um, very distraught because her son, who was raised Christian, she thought he was a you know good, solid Christian, sends him off to UCLA. After two years at UCLA, he is now a liberal atheist. Not a huge surprise. As I said, I feel bad for her. I pray for her son. But it does beg the question, why did you send your son to UCLA? What, what, what good possibly could have come of it? I'm not talking about what good it could have done to his career or his resume. And even there, it's, uh, it's dubious. But what good will it do for his soul is the question. This is the thing that we should be focused on as parents. You know, Our primary job is to protect the souls of our kids and to fortify them in their faith and to try to make of them virtuous people. That's our primary job. The education system, and especially a lot of these colleges, they are, they are determined to do the opposite. They are determined to take your kid and to undo everything you have spent the last 18 years doing. Why would you, why would you not only willingly accept that, but pay them to do it? Now, just understand this: College is never going to become cheaper. Um, it's never going to become less artificially necessary. Schools will never stop being hotbeds of liberal insanity until we show a willingness to stop participating in this charade. And people wonder, well, why is it? You know, why are the colleges getting any better? Why is it just getting worse and worse? They have no incentive to get better. We can complain all we want about, ah, the liberal bias on college campuses. Complain all you want. If you then turn around and give them $50,000 and your kid, it won't matter. Your complaints mean nothing. You know what they'll do? They take your money and your kid and they laugh in your face. No, I've heard all the arguments. I've heard uh, parents will say, well, you know, we got to fight the system and we got to send our kids in there and reclaim the system. You're not reclaiming the system by giving them money and your kid. let me fight the system by giving them fifty thousand dollars I, I I think we have a, a, a confusion here it's like if you're fighting the enemy and and so what you do is you you um you you carpet bomb them with just bags of cash and you know food and weapons no that's 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 not how you fight the system you know what you do to fight the system. You take your money and your kid out of it. You starve it is what you do. And besides which, because I know people say, "Well, you know what? I've uh, I've raised my kid right. He's 18, and so you know I can send him into that environment. He can withstand it." Well, a couple of problems with that. The one that I already mentioned that well, that's not you're you're only sustaining and feeding the system when you do that. You're contributing to the problem. You're giving the school no incentive whatsoever to stop with the liberal bias. If they see that you're just going to give them your money anyway and your kid, they have no incentive. Um, Number two, education, you know, education, it's not just about giving information. It's not just about acquiring knowledge. It's also about forming human beings. Aristotle would have said that education is about making virtuous people. Um, so it's about forming people. It's about forming them in their virtue and forming a belief system. We can talk all we want about how we want, you know, objective education, no bias. That's impossible. It doesn't exist. One way or another, an education is going to have a worldview attached to it. So if you're spending all of this money, don't you want to spend it so that your kid is formed in the proper worldview? Why would you spend it so he'll be formed in a worldview at odds with the one you tried to instill in him? That is the correct and truthful one. Education should not be a war. It should not be an attack. Why? It's not fair to our kids. That's our version of educating them is just throw them into this environment where they'll just be attacked nonstop every second of the day from every angle. And they'll just be and, and, and they'll just be like torn to shreds, and they'll just have confusion and insanity heaped on them. That's not what education is supposed to be. Yes, eventually we are supposed to be um fortified enough in our faith and in our knowledge that we can go into the world and and fight you know fight for Christ and fight fight for the truth. Education is supposed to form is to, supposed to help form us as the kind of people who can go out and complete that mission. But if a person has not been properly educated, they're not going to be formed enough to be the salt and light in the world. And if a child's education or a young adult's education is against them, is like conspiring against them at all times, well, that's not an education that's going to properly form them. That's an education where most of what they hear, they're going to have to resist and reject. But that's not what education is supposed to be. Not to mention, the vast majority of 18-year-olds, no matter what you think of your kid, and I'm sure you have a wonderful kid, but no matter what you think of your kid, the vast majority of them are not equipped for just the onslaught. Of hostility and temptation, which is the biggest part of this. They are not equipped for that. They're not equipped to 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 now live in this environment of constant uh moral hostility and and temptation. They're not equipped. And the proof is in the pudding. I mean, if it actually worked this way, that you know, you send your kid to some liberal cesspool and um It helps to form them as strong, fiery Christians. If that actually worked, then I should be able to look around and see a culture filled with strong, fiery Christians. That's not what I see. I see the vast majority of Christians who go into college and come out, like this woman's son, come out basically liberal atheists. That's what happens with most of them. So, this plan of, you know, send them in and and trial by fire. It's not working. It has not worked. Maybe we need to rethink this plan a little bit. Would, let me ask you, would you send your son into a strip club to hand out tracks? Would you say, well, I, I you know, I trust my son. Here you go. Here you go. You know, he's 18 years old. Here you go. Here's some tracks. Go into that strip club and hand them out to the... Uh... Now, I'm, certainly, there are a lot of people inside that strip club who are lost and who need to hear the truth of Christ would you send your son in if you would i would say you're crazy there is a much 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 greater chance that this occasion for sin that you have just tossed him into will claim him and destroy him there's a much greater chance of that than there is that he will you know convert all the heathens in the strip club our first job as parents is not to um the world it's not to society it's not to the system It's not, you know, it's not that we should, our first job is not to make sure that our kids can compete in the global marketplace. Our first job is to our children's souls. Now, personally, I don't care if my kids make six figure salaries. I don't care what they do for a living, as long as it's moral. I I honestly don't. I'm being, now I know my kids are young. You can say it's easy for me to say, fine, hold me to it down the line. I really don't care. If my kids end up, it doesn't matter to me. I really don't care. They get a blue collar job. They get a customer service job. They get a job that pays them a million dollars a year. It doesn't matter. In fact, I, I, I'd probably prefer one of the other two options because a million dollars a year, I mean, we're told in the gospel that it's very difficult for a rich man to get to heaven. So I don't care about that. My, my dream for their lives has, has nothing to do with income or social status or any of that. I just want them to be good Christians. Especially when I look at this world and I look at the culture and I look at all of these kids whose parents thought that they were going out to be salt and light in the world, but actually quickly defected and became one of the heathens. When I look at that, I say, you know what, I I just want my kids to be good Christians. If that's all they ever become, well, then they will be far greater successes than the vast majority of their peers. There are a few colleges I, you know I'm not saying that there are no colleges. There are a few colleges that could potentially help them in that pursuit, this pursuit of holiness, which is what we're supposed to be pursuing as Christians. And I would consider spending money. I would consider spending a lot of money on, on a school like that. But I wouldn't spend a single dime on one of these liberal schools, which is most of them. In fact, I would spend every dime I have to keep them out of that school. A school like that. I just, I feel increasingly that it's, uh, it's just not fair what we're doing to our kids and what we're expecting of them, of just throwing them into the culture without any preparation at all and just saying, well, you figure it out. You know, this is a whole different topic. Um, so I'll probably leave this for, for a different video. But Christians today in this culture, are, are they, they, it seems like we are so terrified of extricating ourselves and so resistant to the idea that we should extricate ourselves from any aspect of the culture whatsoever. If you try to, as, as a Christian family, if you try to establish any barrier of separation at all between yourself and the world, you're going to have all these other Christians saying, oh, stop, you can't put them in a bubble in the world, not of the world. And so, what do they do? They they send their kids to the liberal schools. They let their kids watch whatever they want on TV, listen to whatever music they want, do whatever they want online, watch whatever movies. I mean, their kids just are completely immersed in the culture. The parents making no effort to insulate them whatsoever, which they claim they pretend is well. I'm trying to equip them from the world. No, you're just lazy, is what you are. You're just lazy, and also you are addicted to those things in the world, and and. uh, and so you don't want to cut any of that off. But this is it's, it's, that's a, a crazy strategy. We need to have, if you want to call it a bubble, call it a bubble. I don't care. We need to have a protective bubble of sorts around our kids while they are kids and while we are raising them and bringing them up in the faith. All right, we'll leave it there. Uh, thanks for watching, everybody. And I'll talk to you tomorrow.